This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Bill Parker and Ted Rockenhouse, both members of the Custer County Sheriff's Posse. Gentlemen, thanks for coming by. You're welcome. Th- thank I'm you. happy to be here. We feel that the peace will be kept here at the radio station uh, <laughs> while you're here. Obviously, you're both Posse members. Bill, how long have you been part of the Posse? I've been on the Posse six years. And you've lived here? Yeah, I've lived in the Valley for seven years. And before that, did you have a job that coincided with being a Posse member? Not at all. My background is in finance and administration, uh, never involved in law enforcement, only was a, an avid hunter when it comes to uh, that sort of activity. Okay. And Ted, how about you? You've been a member how long? About four years. Uh, how long have you lived here? About four years, too. And before that, jobs that uh, would relate to this being a posse? Uh, way back uh, many, many years ago, I was a reserve in Boulder County, but that's over 30 years ago. Okay. Well, we appreciate you coming by. There are a lot of things that go on with the posse that a lot of us don't really know about, and we'll get to that. Bill, number of posse members currently? We currently have 18 posse members on the roster. And how many sheriff and sheriff's deputies are there to compare with that? Uh, there are eight deputies, the undersheriff and the sheriff, plus the detention deputies. So I suspect the sheriffs and the deputies really appreciate the posse taking the load off certain activities. Oh, there's no question about that. There are a number of things that just simply could not happen and keeping and keep deputies on the road where they can be most effective for providing security for county citizens. We help the sheriff in a number of ways. There's quite a long list of activities that the posse participates in. And over the years, we have donated about two to 3,000 hours. That's like having a, another man on staff at almost no cost to the sheriff's department. And Ted, I know you personally have been at uh, several of our events. You were here at the at the block party last time we had that. Uh, yeah, you were uh, actually a pretty good group uh, to listen to while I was standing <laughs> around. Well, thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks for that. I've had a lot of people come up and shake my hand and and say thank you. I can let my hair down here and not have to worry about anything. Good. A uh, a willingness and desire to interact with people in the community is a is a big reason why people join the posse. We all like to meet and greet people. We all like to interact with the, the citizens and, and, in particular, the tourists. The heavy activity season in the, in the cliffs here is during the summer, and uh, a very large number of people that we interact with are out-of-towners. So what does it take to make a good posse member? What do you look for when you recruit? Attitude. Uh, we actually have a formal interview process, and... That's probably the number one thing during the interviews that I look for is, like uh, Bill had said there, someone that's willing to put a smile on and help people. It's not uh, someone that is out to be uh, uh, overbearing. We're actually here to be a service, to make people feel safe. Okay. We, uh, we represent the sheriff's office to the community and the citizens, and we take that role very seriously. Let me ask about the structure. Uh, 18... Posse members, that's a lot of people. Is there an internal structure within the posse? Yes, uh, both uh, Bill and I are sergeants, and then above us is uh, we have three lieutenants, and above that's a captain. And, of course, 
all of this reports to the sheriff at all times. So, Sheriff Byerly has been here on air several times uh, in the last few years, and he suggested we talk with the posse. So I'm glad we are making this making this happen. So let's talk a little bit about the roles of the posse. Let me start with one that I'm familiar with: uh, the home security checks. Ted. Fill us in on how that works. We call them property checks because we're willing to check any real property. Uh, it could be a RV, actually, that's permanently on a piece of property or our house. You go on to the website uh, that we will give you here in a minute and uh, fill out uh, some information. And we periodically come by and check to make sure there's not been a break-in, storm damage, uh, broken pipes, anything that you might want to be alerted to. And we record that, and you'll get feedback uh, electronically knowing that we've done that. I imagine you do that routinely for folks who are part-timers, who are out of town for months at a time. We asked it would be longer than one week, but from one week to, yes, people that are here gone, gone for months. And not just uh, people that are uh, part-timers, full-time residents that are on vacation mm-hmm. and want to feel safe about their house. So I'm away for three weeks on a trip to Texas. I could sign up for that period of time. We encourage you to. So, Bill, have you been involved with property checks, and have you found some things over the years? Yes, I've done property checks. We, uh, In the past, when we had a number of people sign up for property checks, it was divided into four quadrants in the county. And we would uh, pick a quadrant, and two of us would go out, and look at all of the houses that had been signed up in that quadrant and do a pretty thorough check. And if there were issues, we would call in a deputy to uh, more thoroughly examine the property and secure it and then make contact with the owner if there were issues. So besides property checks, what else does the posse get involved with? As you know, we have a number of events in this county uh, and in the cliffs, particularly during the summer. The largest one is perhaps the Stampede Rodeo, but we have many parades. We have uh, running events in the summertime. I would say most of the larger events will request posse services, posse presence at their events, not only for security, but again, just to show the colors for the sheriff's office. When there are parades, literally every posse member is asked to volunteer. We call it all hands on deck. Not only are you sort of keeping the peace, but roads are being closed, etc. So there's a lot to worry about, I'm sure. What else? Do you get involved with transportation of prisoners or those sorts of things? Before COVID, we actually had a, one of the posse members that was almost full-time transporting prisoners uh, and others part-time. Since COVID, uh, the courts have gone to a, using electronic uh, dispositions and stuff like that. But we still transport prisoners at least two or three times a month. We don't have a female pod at this prison, at our jail. And so female prisoners have to be transported between Fremont County or another county they're in and our local court. Anytime there's a court time that they want to appear at. Bill, there's probably some activities that uh, most of us in the public don't really see. That's absolutely true. There are a number of things we do in addition to uh, things that the public is aware of and can see us uh, at these events. And I'll list some of those. Campground patrols. In the summertime, we're quite busy doing campground patrols. This is a situation where the Forest Service 
has contracted with the sheriff's office to have posse members patrol campgrounds. And the sheriff's office actually gets paid for the number of hours that we spend uh, out doing campground patrols. And it also creates an opportunity, another opportunity, for the sheriff's office and members of the posse to interact with the public. And in this case in particular, most of them are out of town. Mm -hmm. So it creates a very good relationship between our county and, and visitors to the county. We also do uh, civil standbys. We do ride-alongs. That's a frequent activity where we will actually uh, be in the car with the, the sworn deputy, mm -hmm. helping him, assisting him in all the activities he may have during a shift. We've talked about property checks. We've done crime scene security where we help keep the public back behind a perimeter when there's been a crime activity. We do court security uh, when the court bailiff is, uh, uh, has a conflict and, and can't be uh, present in court. We will substitute for him. And we've done uh, helped the sheriff's office do drug interdictions where we have uh, illegal drug grows that are discovered in the county. We help out uh, with uh, uh, interdicting that activity. So a lot of things going on. Let's talk a bit about recruiting. You've, you said you had 18 posse members. Are you looking for more? We're always looking for more. And currently, uh, we only have one female, and we really would like uh, the females listening to this to consider it. We have two levels of posse. You start out as a level one, which is unarmed. And then after sufficient training and showing that you can safely handle the firearm, you're uh, given the opportunity to qualify and become a level two. And we almost always send out uh, the posse two by two. And if you're level one, we have to, you absolutely have to go out with another level two officer. The application process is actually pretty straightforward. You can go to the website and pick up an application or stop by the sheriff's office. And if you're interested, we can always talk to you on the phone by contacting the sheriff's office. They'll give you one of the phone numbers to one of the senior posse members. Okay. Is there a certain level of commitment in terms of perhaps hours uh, that you're expected to put in? We ask each member to volunteer for 120 hours a year, which is 10 hours a month on the average. You can obviously uh, be above that or below that on a month-by-month -month basis. During COVID, when activities uh, were down, it was difficult for people to get in that 120 hours per year. But now that we're resuming more normal activities in the county, we look forward to uh, serving the public, providing security at that level of volunteer hours. I'd like to add to that. We mentioned training. Out of that 120 hours, almost 20 to 25 hours a year is training. You have to keep your proficiency up in all types of aspects to be comfortable and for the sheriff to feel that you're adequately trained. So actual time that you're actually in parade duty and stuff like that may only be more like uh, 80 or 90 hours a year. The rest of it is training that you'll have to qualify for. Okay. I know uh, some like yourself, Ted, are retired. Are there folks that are working and are posse members? Absolutely. About uh, one-third of our current members have full-time jobs, and yet they're able to get in their volunteer hours uh, just like the rest of us. Bill, you mentioned that there's some significant training. Can you expand on that a little more? Uh, give folks an idea of how they might get up to speed if they joined in and maybe weren't expert in a lot of things. Absolutely. Um, as I mentioned earlier, many, if not most of us, don't have 
law enforcement backgrounds. And so we came at, come at this with a desire to serve the community and not from a standpoint of, say, having 10 or 20 years of law enforcement experience. So we don't expect members to go out there and, and provide services for the sheriff's office without significant and comprehensive training. Some of the training that's offered is, as Ted mentioned earlier, firearms training, and that's quite extensive. We do uh, firearms tactical training, decisional shooting, active shooter simulations, and we also discuss law enforcement legal issues related to the use of firearms. We've already mentioned qualifying for qualifying to use a firearm uh, on duty, and uh, we, we qualify right alongside the sworn deputies. We have to, to qualify at exactly the same level as they do. We also do... Uh, Tactical driving training, which includes uh, tactics to be used in felony stops. We do radio communication training. We do arrest control and restraints training. And just this week, we're having training in defensive tactics. Hmm. So it's very comprehensive training. And is that done locally? You bring in folks that are able to do that or do we're, you travel? We're trained uh, largely, uh, in fact, in almost all cases, by the sheriff's office staff, their sworn deputies. But there have been occasions where we've gone up to Peterson Air Force Base in Colorado Springs, and they have extrens- extensive training facilities up there that include electronic simulations, and that's where we get a lot of our tactical firearm training. We, we also uh, get trained in wildfires. Uh, which is one of the big scares in this county. And people are brought in to help us on that because uh, we Very may true. be providing security, blocking roads and stuff, and we've got, got to be able to do it safely. As we're running out of time, if uh, someone out there in Radioland was interested in getting more information, how would they get in contact? Well, they can do that in two very simple ways. Uh, they can go to the Sheriff's Office website, which is custercoloradosheriff.com, or they can go directly to the sheriff's office and request an application. And the process, after you fill out an application, go through a background check, which is conducted by the sheriff's office through their, uh, their contact agencies. And then there is an interview set up with the command staff. And at that point, the command staff gives a yay or a nay based on some of the issues that Ted talked about earlier. And then the uh, sheriff ultimately has to approve uh, of the applicant. And, and then, of course, you're in a probationary period if you get accepted. You're not just put right on the, uh, out in the street. We expect additional training to occur before we release you to do much of uh, accompanying other posse members. Okay, it sounds quite extensive. Any final thoughts as we uh, run short of time? Well, I'd like to emphasize again that most of the posse members do not have law enforcement backgrounds. So if you're a person out there in the county who might be thinking you could be interested in in joining the posse and and serving the community, we would like to talk to you, men and women. We need more members. As Ted mentioned, we're always looking for more members. We would very much appreciate talking with you. All right. Ted, any final thoughts? I think it's a great way to meet your neighbors. Uh, this community uh, is actually quite small, but because we're so spread out, it's amazing how many people I have met. And they'll come up and say, well, thank you for this or thank you for that or how do I get here? And you get to meet them. And it's a good way to meet the people. Good point. Gentlemen, thanks for stopping by today. 
Thank Our you, pleasure. sir. We've been visiting with Posse members Bill Parker and Ted Rockenhouse from the Custer County Sheriff's Posse. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m., and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 